Welcome to the Wealth Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, John Lawson, Senior Wealth Advisor at Asante Capital Management and Sauna Family Office. We're always looking for unique ways to educate our families and be introduced to new clients. At Sauna Family Office, we help business owners and affluent families navigate the complexities of wealth through a variety of wealth management and family enterprise oversight services. Today on the Wealth Wisdom Podcast, we have a fun session lined up with Claire Newell, who probably needs no introduction, but humor me. She's a travel expert, author, travel consultant on Global BC, and the president of Travel Best Bets by Jubilee Tours and Travel. Claire has appeared on the Today Show multiple times, Fox and Friends, Good Day New York, ABC Morning News, Chicago, Martha Stewart Living Radio, and CNN Radio. And now, Wealth Wisdom Podcast. All right, so thanks for joining us, Claire. Um, I'm going to start off right off the bat here by asking you, how the heck did you end up doing what you're doing? <laughs> it's a, I actually get that question a lot. It feels like I've been doing it for 100 years. It's actually been a, almost 30, 29 years that I've been on TV. I started my business right out of UBC. I'm a BC gal. So I grew up in the Valley. I now live in Vancouver. Uh, I was not married. I had no kids. And now my kids are you know, one's in third year university, the other's finishing her master's. So I feel like I've been doing what I've been doing for a very long time. Originally, I had planned to go to law school and had been accepted. And I deferred for a year just and asked my parents if it would be okay if I tried my own business. And I've never really looked back. I, I love what I, I've had to experience over the years. It's always changing. That's the beauty of travel. But at the end of the day, I have to say these last couple of years have been the worst with COVID. I've been through all sorts of things. I had my son on September the 5th, 2001. And six days later, planes were hitting buildings in 9-11. I've been through failures of multiple companies, including huge ones that we were involved with. Canada 3000 came just two months after 9-11. So I had a toddler at home and a two-month-old went through SARS, MERS, but none of it. Like you take all of the terrible things that I've had to go through over the years. And this would be, I would say, a hundred times worse. Wow. Yeah. And I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm shocked at the length of time uh, that you say that you've been doing this. It, uh, uh, mind you, I'm all, all often shocked when I look at my age too. So uh, maybe I, <laughs> maybe it's a protection mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> but, I totally uh, agree. I was looking, I was thinking about the uh, 2030 Olympics that Vancouver's and Whistler are putting a bid for. And I think that my kids will be almost the same age I was when they happened. And I remember taking them to, to events. So, you know, time does pass. And it has been uh, three decades of owning my own business and 29 years on TV. Wow, that's outstanding. Well, good for you. I know that you have a huge following and uh, uh, you you bring a great service to everybody, uh, both uh, just through uh, entertainment. They love listening to you, but uh, the uh, the information that you bring, uh, I think, is invaluable to people. So uh, thank well, you for taking the time today. 
Yeah, I'm really grateful. And thank you for saying that. I always love it when I hear it, that someone other than my mom and dad are actually listening to what I say. And I think that um, as you know, we see the back end of COVID, there's just this pent up demand. And right now we're talking about all of the things that you need to know because of it. And then we can get back to the you know, what to do when you're actually traveling, all the tips that I've been so used to giving for so many decades. Yes. And so that's, uh, we talked a little bit about this, you brought it up. And so uh, one of the concerns with doing a uh, video podcast like this is that it is currently uh, February 9th. So everything that we're talking about is to do with right now, but Fingers crossed, uh, best wishes, uh, restrictions could be lifted very, very soon. And that changes the whole game here. So uh, it, it really does. And I think that we're in a time period when we're going to expect change quite quickly. We're already seeing many countries around the world open up and really ease restrictions. So as you said, it's February 9th. So at the moment, we still have the advisory to avoid non-essential travel outside of Canada and that advisory is in place by the federal government. We also have the very expensive and cumbersome molecular tests that are required to come back to Canada from anywhere that you happen to be traveling outside of Canada. There are really only three main tests that are actually accepted when you're coming back into Canada. The most common is the PCR. The RT lamp has also become very popular because so many people are using the switch health kits that, are, that you can buy ahead of time, pack with you, and then bring, um, uh, you can use that RT lamp to come across the border as well. And then you can also get a NAT. N-A-A-T is the other molecular test. You still have to um, potentially be tested whether it's randomly we're not at all of the Canadian airports with second PCR test. Uh, we're actually the only G7 country that still has that in place. And it's the reason I think that things are going to be changing so quickly is we look to places like the UK, which as of this Friday, February the 11th, you will not need any testing or any quarantine to be able to travel as long as you're fully vaccinated. So many countries that we're seeing are moving to full vaccination, um, including potentially boosters. And that booster period may be seven months for some countries. It may be nine months for others. So you really have to um, take a look at where you're going. And if I can make a suggestion, I know it's on my desktop and I hope that it will be on anyone who happens to be looking to travel. First of all, my recommendation um, would be to, to, to speak to a travel professional that knows their stuff. But if you want to do it alone and look uh, beforehand, just get an idea of what you may need. Google the words Sherpa travel, Sherpa travel. And what you will find is a, a website that comes up and it will allow you to put in whether you're vaccinated or not, where you have to be traveling to. So you could put in a one way a return or you can put in even a connecting flight and you put them all that information in and it then spits out everything that you're going to need along the way going to a destination connecting through a destination if there's a requirement as well as coming back and it's up to the minute and a lot of the airlines around the world are using it all of the agents in our organization use it i use it every single day when i'm advising people but it's something that you can do yourself and i think it's really important just to get a handle because at the moment like i say it's going to be changing soon at the moment there there's a lot of hoops that you have to jump through to travel well that's a great tip thank you so much
Um, so let's let's talk a little bit more about what uh, what you get excited about, and and that is uh, what travel destinations are are kind of increasing. You you know we've got you talk about this pent up demand. Everybody, yeah. I know my clients are itching to travel if they haven't already. Uh, and uh, so what are you seeing? What are people talking about? What looks good? What's increasing yeah. in popularity? Well, um, I can give you kind of the trends and what we're seeing is a lot more groups and that could be multi, uh, uh, multi-generational families that are looking to go to a destination because people have been so separated, especially if they're across Canada, different air parks, or they're in, they've got part of their family in the U.S., they're choosing to put a date on the books where they're all at a beach destination somewhere. And of course, the most popular destinations, that's really never changed in the three decades that I've, uh, I've been in this business. The, the popular destinations in Hawaii, uh, all of the four islands, Kona, Kauai, Oahu, and Maui, as well, a lot of the popular Mexican destinations that are easy to get to, particularly from here in BC. People love the West Coast, uh, Puerto Vallarta, Los Cabos, Huatoco's uh, become more popular, Ixtapaziwatanejo, and then flying over to the other side where it can be a little bit more expensive, although there's some pretty amazing deals out at the moment, um, over to the Riviera Maya area. That's where you fly into Cancun. You can actually go north. There's a new up and coming area, Playa Mujeres, um, that I absolutely love. And they've got a lot of new four and five star luxury resorts, a little quieter if you're looking for that. Cancun proper, which is a bit more of the party scene. And then you can go as far south as Tulum and many areas along the way from all inclusive to non all inclusive, really to every single budget. But that's always been popular. Anywhere there's a nonstop is always popular as well. So Palm Springs, Arizona, staying in the Scottsdale area or North Scottsdale up near Pinnacle Peak. Um, down in the Caribbean where we have non-stop flights. I think that's one of the things that people love so much is that there are destinations. And I hope that there will be more to the Caribbean that offer non-stops, but the places like Veradero, uh, Cayo Santa Maria, which is really beautiful. If you've never heard, that's the keys off of the coast of, of Cuba. And you get there, you fly into um, Cayo Santa Maria, but you take these uh, floating bridges and there it's like a floating highway 37 kilometers and get to the middle of nowhere and it's stunning I sent my parents years back and Sting was staying at the at the property I think my mom was in heaven <laughs> um, the other places would be the Dominican Republic Punta Cana um, we don't have some of the other places that were normally serviced pre-COVID Santo Domingo and um, Puerto Plata that may come back and, but over time, it's been really tough over the past couple of years to get a sense of what the airlines are willing to, to do uh, because people are booking, the booking window is so, so short. And the airlines are planning like months, just a few months in advance, where they were planning years in advance. You could actually book your flights uh, pretty much just one day shy of a year out. And that's really changed. Um, this has been a, like you said, this is February 9th at the moment. And just last week we heard that, or within days we've heard that some of the airlines have actually cut their capacity, including WestJet, 20%, uh, actually 15% in January, 20% in February, and now announced that they will be doing 20% in March. That's really to push the government into trying to make some of these changes that are a bit more science-based since Omicron is everywhere. I mean, you must, like me, know somebody like not too far from, you know, six degrees of separation that's had COVID. I've yeah. had it 
within my own family, my daughter had it and none of the rest of us got it uh, over the holidays. So um, it's tough. And because so many people have actually had it, they're ready to go because they're not as afraid of getting it. So if you are lucky enough to, I mean, this is, I'll qualify that. <laughs> if you have had COVID and were lucky enough to get a PCR test, I'd hope that nobody got it badly. Um, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. But if you we were able to get a PCR test, that is essentially a golden ticket at the moment. So people are, uh, you can use that positive test without a doctor's note to come back to Canada without doing one of those expensive molecular tests. So a lot of people are wanting to take advantage of that. That's almost six months from the date of your positive test. Um, you can actually use it going into the United States. However, it's only for 90 days, it's the pass, and you still have to have a doctor's note stating that you have recovered from COVID. But for a lot of people, they just want to get away and they want to take advantage of the fact that they don't have to do that expensive testing. Wow. Yeah, that's uh Holy smokes, you pack a lot of information in a, in a quick time. I guess that's a, 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 a symptom of TV. Uh, you, you've got X amount of time, uh, but that's that was yeah. brilliant. Thank you. If I can um, maybe change scope a little bit, you talked about hotspots, but, um, yeah. and this is a little bit self-serving, um, but what about Europe? Uh, so my wife and I are looking, uh, I've got meetings in Ireland in, uh, June. Um, what's, uh, what's the outlook, uh, there. But funny that you should say that because in <clears throat> Europe, I have said, and this was even pre COVID that the three eyes have been increasingly popular and that's Iceland, Ireland, and Italy. And I say eyes because I keep that S because Spain has also been really popular over the last um, few years. And we are seeing that trend again. I would add Greece to the mix as well. Um, they were really hit hard. They opened up earlier than most. And they, ha they had a fairly good season last year. And they're looking for an even better season this year. I will say that that not just Europe, but destinations around the world that are bucket list destinations are becoming increasingly popular because what we're seeing is people have saved up. There's been pent up demand and they want to do things that they wouldn't normally do when it comes to travel. If they're three star kind of clients, they're going to four. If they're four star, they're going to five. If they normally go for a week, they're maybe going for nine or 10 nights or maybe two weeks. Um, they're doing things that they wouldn't have spent money on maybe if they were going normally, maybe really great concert tickets like to see Ed Sheeran in Paris. Uh, my best friend is happening. Uh, have, she's doing that um, sometime in July, really late July. The people are, are doing this type of thing along with those multi-generational trips that I was talking about to the hotspots. That's kind of, a, that is a trend. We're seeing people do Antarctica and Machu Picchu and going to see the pyramids and things that are on their bucket list. If you were in that kind of age group, like I look at my parents who are, my mom's in her early seventies and my dad's in his mid seventies, they missed almost, it's going to be almost three years of travel. And what we're seeing them do now is put on the things just because time goes so quickly. And while they're healthy enough to go and do that, they're going. And I think a lot of people have that mentality. It's been interesting to watch. If you had kids that were seven, eight, nine, now they're 
maybe 10, 11, 12, and they never got to go to Disneyland, which for a lot of people is a rite of passage. You know, grandparents want to go with the mom and dad and the kids, and they want to go as, as that family and see that twinkle in their kid's eye when they see Mickey Mouse for the first time or Elsa from Frozen. So that type of thing, um, people make the best memories when they're traveling. And yeah. so now we're seeing that. I will say this though, we did have the advisory lifted between October 20th and mid-December. The advisory to avoid non-essential travel was lifted pre-Omicron. And what I, I saw was two things. I saw weekly price increases to the most popular destinations. That will undoubtedly happen again with the pent-up demand around the world. We also saw the terms and conditions that are extremely flexible right now. Like you can cancel, if you book today, you might be able to cancel up to three days prior or seven days prior. And once the restrictions ease around the world, the terms and conditions of the trips that you can potentially book, whether that's just air or hotel or a package, whatever it may be, flexibility will drop. So, you know, prices up, flexibility down. So I personally have put on a trip to Antarctica with my husband for uh, early November. I booked our family getaway to Cabo for um, the holidays. Just we're pigeonholed because my kids will be, well, my daughter will be starting her first job, I hope. And my son will be in his fourth year of university. So that type of thing um, I, I know is important to get on the books before everybody else does. And so many people wait. They wait to do it. And they will be paying more and they will not have as flexible terms. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good point because I've been watching the uh, prices for um, Ireland uh, uh, just because I'm waiting, waiting for final confirmation that, uh, that the meetings are on. And I do actually see them notching up. <laughs> and yes. That, hmm. Well, you're seeing that because already Ireland along with a lot of Europe, have eased restrictions. I came in this week to see that Greece and Portugal, along with the UK, are dropping any requirements for testing. So you can travel there as long as you're fully vaccinated. That will continue every day that I come in. And hopefully Canada will jump on that bandwagon sooner rather than later. But what you're seeing is the pressure of the people who are in the UK, who they had announced that they were easing restrictions on the February 11th date. And right after that happened, within one week of that announcement that the restrictions were easing, you saw places like Spain, Portugal, Italy, and Greece jump to pre-pandemic booking levels. Wow. So if I can give any advice to, if you get one thing out of this is that you, if you have something that you want to do, get it on the books now, if there's flexible terms that you can get out of. And it's a price that you can live with. Yep. Great advice. My wife is going to love you for saying that. <laughs> well, it will save you money. Your wallet won't be hurting as much if you take my advice now. <laughs> um, so um, let's maybe switch gears a little bit uh, here. And um, there, there are uh, some obvious uh, uh, reasons for using a travel agent. Uh, you, you alluded to this. Uh, earlier, but maybe you can uh, just uh, give us a little bit of a rundown on that because uh, you see it in everything these days about uh, DIY, do it yourself. Um, yeah. 
what's why should and, people know, be using an agent? There's always been a place for a travel agent if you are looking to get the best value, and um, it's time and money really that they they ultimately end up saving you. In most agencies, there's a small fee to do the booking, um, and then that would be it. They make their money on the commission portion, not the tax, even though in some cases it can be almost as much. If you're looking to Europe, you know that um, taxes are so crazy to Europe at the moment and really everywhere. Um, but that's where they make their money. But these are trained individuals who have their finger on the pulse. They know where to get the information, how to get it clearly to you. And they also have access to rates that you wouldn't otherwise be able to access that is strictly for travel agents. And not all the time will they be able to get you a better deal, but probably eight out of 10 times, they'll be able to get you a better deal. And if the right agent is working for you, they're listening. That's their job. And they are going to get a real idea for what is going to make this trip special for you and be able to put that together. So definitely there are people who will still do it yourself, but we're having people call the office now booking that have not dealt with a travel agent in the past 15 or 20 years who don't want to go it alone. They saw what happened at the start of the pandemic where travel agents like our team, we have 200 and over 250 home-based agents. We also have an office in Langley and in Burnaby with in-office staff. And we were all getting people back who booked themselves, who were unable to get through to the airline, who had no idea even where to start as far as routings, uh, because you couldn't go in through certain destinations and out of others. So, I mean, that's where it, it pays. They know the right insurance to sell you. They're not trying to oversell you on insurance because you might have it through your credit card or you might have part through a work policy, but they make sure that you are fully covered the way you need to be because your work policy or credit card might only cover you from the time you leave. And if you break an arm, like some sort of medical reason while you're away, but it won't cover you for cancellation, interruption, baggage, personal effects, um, travel accident, all of the other things that, that might go, go on. I personally travel uh, every year with an annual policy, but I don't, I get a non-medical package tour annual plan because I have uh, I have other medical through my work policy and through my credit card and so too does my husband but you know I've seen way too many GoFundMe set up for people who didn't get travel insurance and with COVID as long as the Canadian government has the rule that you can't travel back to Canada until the 11th day from a positive test if you don't have insurance to protect you from COVID and you catch it while you're away, and everyone knows Omicron is super transmissible at the moment, it's everywhere. If you get it, uh, you're paying those bills out of pocket. The, the, the cost of changing a flight, buying a whole new flight, accommodation, meals, or whatever other things that you have to incur while you're away. Yeah. So uh, bottom line, peace of mind. Uh, and uh, yes, uh, possibly savings, but the, uh, the <laughs> value that uh, you provide, and this is why I often say uh, in, in uh, our line of work too, is that we're there to uh, give clients information so that they can make an informed decision. That's uh, right. And we'll guide, but. It's interesting because, you know, I don't cut my own hair or I don't sell my own house. And there's a reason for that. There's people who actually do this for a living and they're really good at it. Not all travel agents are the same. 
And yep. um, but if you find the right one for you, they can they can really come into their own. I will say this though: uh, the travel agency community has really shrunk because of the pandemic. Eleven hundred agencies across Canada have actually permanently closed due to the pandemic. So there are a lot less agents that are out there. So finding a good one and keeping a good one is is worthwhile. Yes, absolutely. And I, I once did try and cut my hair myself. That didn't work out so well. So uh. <laughs> I've done it myself. I once tried to cut bangs and anyone, any woman out there will know that you don't cut your bangs when your hair is wet because it just shrinks right up. I just, it was horrific. <laughs> anyway. uh, so um if uh if maybe we can again just shift a little bit we haven't talked about this yet but uh touch on kind of the present and future climate for uh, cruise ships yeah this is interesting uh, there's a lot of pressure from industry stakeholder stakeholders at the moment to try and get the federal government to lift the level four advisory for cruise ships and uh, they have a level four which is to avoid all Cruise, cruising at the moment. And I have to tell you, I have a cruise planned to Antarctica. It's the only way that you can see it in November. And I don't think I would hesitate to go on knowing that the protocol they have put in place. We actually have an agent on right now in the Caribbean and she's on with her mom who, and her mom happens to be in her late sixties. And I hear from her every day and she's loving it. We have many, many agents who've also cruise I would guess out of the 250 we've probably had 40 or 50 crews since the pandemic began they have been through the ringer and the last thing that they want is to deal with any more media attention and so they will likely be the last to take mask mask mandates away and um, take protocols out of what they've already put in place, whether that's plexiglass at receptions, masks when you're walking through common areas, sanitizing stations, literally everywhere, asking people to socially distance. I don't see that going away on cruise ships for a while. There is a huge demand for cruising though. We are seeing so many cruises booked, not just for 2022, but into 2023. And it's, it's been really interesting to watch because they, they've really, like I say, they've been through the ringer. Now we will wait to see what happens with that level four advisory, because if that's not lifted, it does not match what the Canadian government has put in place, allowing as of November 1st of 2022, even though there were no big ships coming into Vancouver and um, the waters in Eastern Canada, when they're doing Canada and New England sailings, which are in usually September, October, November, they haven't. Uh, they're allowing the ships, but right now they're not allowing Canadians or they're recommending that Canadians avoid it. I still think that there will people will be people that do it. I myself am actually looking at doing one um, just to show people that I will cruise, that I'm not afraid right. to do it, what the protocols are in place. I feel like it's almost, uh, it's something that I, I should do to let people see because I feel so comfortable and strong strongly about the fact that I, I think it's going to be a, a safe way moving forward to be able to travel. We have to learn to live with it. And that's the reality. But you have not been able to board a cruise ship without having testing done right as you're walking on board, as yeah. well as proof of vaccination and every protocol in place and capacity at less than 50% in some cases. So uh, yeah, 
it's it's been a very interesting to watch and I, I'm anxiously waiting to see what Canadian government does with that level for advisory. Great, thanks. So we, we've covered a lot of uh, area, different uh, parts. Is, is there anything that we haven't covered that uh, we, we should talk about? Well, just my reminder at the moment, because again, it's February the 9th, yes. COVID is still here. We have so many protocols in place and travel restrictions in place to be able to travel. But if you're choosing to travel, especially if you're looking at spring break, a lot of us, uh, a lot of people that I know have um, kids that are pigeonholed. They might be teachers themselves and they only have that spring break and that winter break. Well, we've missed two already. This would be the third if uh, the, the restrictions stay in place. And we've had two winter breaks. So that's a lot of family trips that have had to be kiwashed because of the pandemic. If you're choosing to go, you say your family had COVID over the holidays and you are one of the, the ones that are choosing to go, it doesn't matter where you're going, just please make sure that you remember COVID's not going away. So when you are traveling, whether you're in airports or walking onto a plane or you're at your destination, dig your heels in, make your space, you know, socially distance. And some people might bring their bag right up to behind you, put your bag either in front or behind just to give yourself space, carve it out for yourself, uh, wear your mask. If you can get your hands on an N95, I know that a lot of European airlines are requiring an N95 of some sort, it could be a, K, a K95, uh, but that grade, so make sure you look at the airlines that you're flying, but that could be a, a requirement. Use your hand sanitizer. Before COVID, anyone who knows me and has watched me on TV or listened to me on radio on NW knows that I was, I'm not, I'm not in my daily life, but I'm an absolute germaphobe on board an aircraft. I always have been. I will be one of those people that will probably keep my mask on on a flight longer than other people. Already, I choose to let the meal come and go that other people might be getting, and I will eat mine later. And I will literally eat it and then put my mask, but I'm waiting for everyone else to have their mask back on before I take mine down um, when you are on board the, the, the flight. And whether COVID's around or not, I don't care. I've always done it. I've probably done it for the last 20 years. I wrote about it in my first book back in 2008. So it's been a long, long time. I wash down with my sanitizing wipes every single surface, not forgetting the seatbelt buckle, the armrest, the tray table, the uh, the fan knob, uh, absolutely everything that is a hard surface. And I do it for my own protection and I'm not changing moving forward. Sometimes people give me the hairy eyeball, but after COVID, I feel like it will be the norm. <laughs> that's right. You're just a trendsetter. That's all. <laughs> I don't know about that. I know it, uh, way back people used to give me the hairy eyeball. And then I started handing out wipes and people grabbed them and started using them themselves. So <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but I do think that just that just that reminder that, you know, even in your the last thing you want to get if you haven't had COVID is going to Maui or going to Puerto Vallarta and actually getting COVID and having to stay or deal with the, the that positive test while you're at your destination. Nobody wants that. Yep, absolutely. Great advice. Well, Claire, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, you jam a lot of information, as I said, uh, into a short period of time. Um, if, if people uh, want more, if they want to deal with your agency, how do they get a hold of you? And we'll make sure that we put it on the podcast. 
Well, the easiest way is to send an email to info, I-N-F-O, at travelbestbets.com. If you don't happen to live uh, in, you know, greater Vancouver or Langley, where we have offices, we also have a really great team that are, uh, that you can actually go onto our website and find your agent and you can deal with someone local. We have in every part of this province in BC we've got people um, that if you want to deal with somebody local we and we have many that are now right across Canada outstanding well thanks again Claire much appreciated enjoy your travels I look uh, look forward to hearing all about them well thanks so much for having me and happy travels a big thank you again to Claire Newell for being our guest here on the wealth wisdom podcast and sharing her insights and best bets If you want to hear more of what Claire has to say, visit her at clairenewell.com. Our next clan podcast has to do with the added pressure and complexity many people have felt over the last couple of years. Mental health has finally started to be openly discussed without the stigma that it once carried. We'll talk to a professional about the different types of help you can look for and what may be best suited for you family or a friend in an easy way to understand in our next episode of Wealth Wisdom. Ultimately, our goal is to educate you, our audience. If you have any topics you would like us to dive deeper into, please let us know. And if you could take a minute to post a review, it would be much appreciated. And for those of you who don't know the origin of the name Sauna Family Office, it stems from the meaning of Asante which is Swahili for thank you. However, the most commonly spoken phrase in Swahili regarding Asante is Asante Sana, which means thank you very much. This name represents the gratitude to all of our families and business owners who have chosen our team as their trusted advisory council. Until next time, Asante Sana. Hi, I'm Trevor Beggs from Sana Family Office, and thanks for listening to John Lawson and the Wealth Wisdom Podcast. Here are the necessary disclosures. Asante Capital Management is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources, However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the above, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed here are not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Wealth Wisdom Podcast.